welcome to Soul Spark with Sarah Godfrey. Hi, I'm Sarah, obviously, and I am so happy you're here with me today. My desire with this podcast is simple. All I want to do is ignite something in you so that you feel a little more free to connect with yourself, with others, and with your life. Today, we're talking about phases of coming in and going out. This is a rhythm of nature that maybe we don't really respect in ourselves or possibly others. You can see it all around. One of the most basic ways we see this is in the seasons, right? Nature produces in spring, summer, a little bit of fall, right? Creating leaves and flowers and food. And then nature rests in the winter after it sheds all the leaves and it just rests for a while. It's a rhythm of nature. You can see this also in the tide, in the ocean, how it comes in and then it goes back out. It's a natural rhythm. And you can see this in our bodies, just in the systems of our bodies, like respiration. We inhale, bring in the oxygen. We exhale, we release the carbon dioxide. Both phases actually nourish the body. I think sometimes we only think of bringing in air as bringing nourishment to the body, But getting rid of the carbon dioxide also nourishes the body as well. Other ways that I see this rhythm of nature of going in and going back out. Anytime that you change your form or the way you're shaping or moving your body in just even the most basic ways, you're either opening, going out away from your center, or you're closing, coming in towards the center. You can see this in like just little movements of the joints and of the limbs, okay? Think of what would happen if you only went out in your movement away from your center and then just stayed out there all the time. You'd basically probably fall over from exhaustion. You would never have contact or never be able to connect with yourself or with those deeper core muscles. And what if you moved and only did movements that were close to the center, staying in? You would never be able to connect with others you'd never be able to connect with the world and get stuff done. Both of these phases are necessary as we move our bodies. Our bodies have a natural rhythm of exertion and recuperation. That's how we get stuff done, and it's also how we recover physically. Think about sleep and wake rhythms, right? Both are necessary. Both are good. What about when you run really fast and you breathe really hard, and then you slow down and you breathe deep, okay? This natural rhythm of being exerted and then of recuperating. This is a natural rhythm that we all have individually in our lives. And it's something that I feel we could all be better about respecting. I for sure could be better about this. Now, I'm not talking about extroversion or introversion, though knowing if you're extroverted or introverted can help you know what is exerting for you and what is recuperating for you, but that's not all this is about. What is this out phase for you? What requires exertion? What depletes your energy? What is output for you? It's good to know that as you're starting to think about these natural rhythms that you have. What is the in phase for you? What do you find rejuvenating? What energizes you? What fills you back up? How do you refill? You know, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? You need to know what helps you feel restored. For me, I've done a lot of thinking about this. It's been really useful information for me because I am one of those people that tends to do a lot of output 
and not really pay attention to when I should rest until my body demands more attention from me and makes me rest. So I've like sat and made lists about this. Like what is exerting for me? Now I am more introverted. So most often being around other people can be exerting myself. Now there's certain people, certain situations that I do feel more energized, like being with really close friends or even when I'm teaching, that energizes me. Whenever I create like a really big project, even if it's work that I really love, it's a lot of output and I have to be aware of that and make sure that I do something to rejuvenate my energy. Reading can be really rejuvenating for me. Reading scriptures, reading novels, reading any good personal development books, learning about psychology, movement, all those things can be rejuvenating for me. Practicing yoga is a really good way that I refill my cup. Any other kind of mindful movement that I do is as well. So for me, just in general, when I look at this, the out phase kind of looks more like doing, creating, doing. The in phase for me looks more like being. So this comes with a caveat and I need to be sure that I address this because it's something that I really struggle with. Okay, these things only hold true, like if it's rejuvenating for me, to the point of enough. If I do too much, then it can actually have a damaging effect. So, you know, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to read this book because it's really rejuvenating for me, I can pull in, I can learn, and then I just keep on reading and reading and reading, eventually it's going to stop rejuvenating me and it's actually going to deplete me. So as you're thinking of this, what your out phases look like, what your in phases look like, ask yourself how much is enough? What really, really satisfies the need to come out of yourself, the need to come back in, whatever that is? What really satisfies that? Because some of those things that we might think initially looking at, thinking that maybe that rejuvenates me, maybe it actually doesn't. So what really satisfies those needs and how much is enough? Both phases, the in and the out, are valuable and both are needed I think a lot of us, myself included, don't necessarily value both phases equally. And maybe that's because we're not good at respecting this need for enough on either end. You know, no one's like, oh, I slept too much. I'm, it just was a waste of time. I woke up more tired. I'm just not going to sleep anymore. I'm not going to value that. Nobody says that, right? We know that we just have to respect the need for enough, and leave it at that, right? So you really, as you get clear on what is the out, what goes under the out phase for you, what goes under the in phase for you, you need to get good at listening to yourself. Your body will give you cues. Your mind will give you cues on when it's time to go into the out phase, when it's time to go to the in phase. And we need to get really, really good at respecting when we feel those pulls and acting on those things. For me, when I feel that need to do, that's that out phase pulling me towards it and I need to respect it. When I feel the need to be that I'm being pulled back in to that in phase. So 
let me just help you out by teaching you what I've learned for myself. It might be different for you. But signs for me when I know that it's time to go out, to be in this out phase, I start to feel really restless. I feel a need to move. I start to organize and I start to clean. I just feel the need to do a lot of things. I get ideas in my head. Maybe a great idea will come to me and it solidifies and I feel really excited about it and I feel driven to execute this idea. I feel that need to do, to create, to reach out to others. That's what the out phase looks like for me. Signs for me that it is time to pull in when it's the in phase time is I feel the need to slow down. I'm drawn more to stillness and to solitude. I feel the pull to just be, to take time to reflect, to gather information, to learn, yeah, to draw things into my head, into my heart, just to be by myself for a little while. Now, it's really important to recognize the cues for that gentle pull because it starts off as gentle. And if you don't respect it, it will demand your attention later on. If I stay out, doing output, doing all of the things, and it's past time that I should have pulled back in, ooh, it's not, it's not good, okay? I get really testy and irritable. I am not very nice to my family when I'm in that place. I pull in and I pull in hard. I pull into my head. I'm not really there. Yeah, I've had too much stimulation and I just escape into my head, into myself. Sometimes I will even get sick. Yeah, if I've really been ignoring that pull to come back in, I'll get sick and my body will just say, well, now you're going to have to rest (laughs) and pull in because you have no choice. So that's what happens to me if I stay out and I shouldn't be staying out anymore. And what happens to me if I'm staying in and I shouldn't is I start to get antsy. Yeah, if I'm sitting and reading or working on a project, I'll have a really hard time being still. I get hyper-focused and I'm really, really focused on this one thing and I'll forget to eat and I'll forget to talk to people or listen to what they're saying to me, but I'll get really antsy. I'll like fidget with the pen. I'll like pick up my nails or my skin or my hair. Just my body is trying to tell me like, it's time, it's time, gotta get up, gotta go. And I don't listen to it. Uh, I start to feel really down when I've pulled in for too long. I feel isolated. It's not solitude that's sweet anymore. It's isolation and it doesn't feel good. I feel really alone. I, I get down on myself for falling short. All of my big ideas that I've had are still calling to me and I haven't been doing any of them. And so I just start to get down. Luckily, I'm a person that if I'm working towards something, I'm pretty satisfied. But it's a problem when I've just pulled in and I like shut down and haven't done it. Then I start to get down on myself. So that's a good indication for me that it's time to go back into my out phase. So yeah, look at these things. Like what is an in phase for you? What does that look like? What does it feel like? When do you feel the pull to it? How, what are the signs that it's time to pull in? What does your out phase look like? What kinds of things do you do in the out phase? When do you feel the pull to go back out? And what happens if you don't? Get to know yourself in this way. Know your own phases of in and out. 
this is something I feel is so important to respect in yourself. And I get that it's hard. Like, (laughs) as I'm sure you know, I remember we talked about the gift of presence episode and I said I was going to work really hard on my podcast and get everything done so I could just take a break during the holidays with my kids and be really present with them. Well, guess what happened? (laughs) So... I worked really, really hard past where I wanted to. I could fill that pull to draw in and not do so much output. But I was like, no, I have a goal. I'm going to reach it. I'm going to be more present with my family. And then guess what happened? By the time they were out of school, I was so tired. It took me a couple days, but I was basically just like, leave me alone. Nobody touched me. Nobody talked to me. I was very shut down, pulled in. And I needed that time, but had I respected the pull when I felt it before, in spite of the fact that I hadn't reached my goal yet, had I respected that, I would have been able to be more present with them, even if I had to do some work during the holidays. Yep, I'm still learning. I'm still learning. Okay, and once we can learn to respect this in ourselves, this need, this pull, we can respect this need in others. Okay, kids kind of have a natural for the most part, a natural idea of pulling in and going back out. You know, my daughter, when we go to family things, she'll just be like having so much fun with her cousins and she just has a blast. And then she'll just feel a need to kind of pull away and she'll just go outside in the backyard by herself for a few minutes and kind of recharge. And then she'll come back in and be able to play again. You know, and this isn't just a thing that introverts need to be aware of. Extroverts also need alone time. They also need recharge time, whatever that looks like. Okay, it might look different, but the principle of it is the same. And with with your spouse, this is such a good thing to respect. You know, you can't expect them to always be working hard and pushing and being driven. That's just not how it works, you know? Sometimes they need to rest and pull in too, whatever that looks like for them. And we need to respect that rhythm. Because guess what happens when we don't respect that in ourselves or others? I've already talked about this, right? That that's when sickness happens. That's when people get irritated. That's when we, we struggle to get along. It's because we've neglected our need to go in and go out. We've neglected that. So as we respect that in ourselves and others, things might not look exactly like our idea of it should. And you know, America's really big on like always working really hard. That's okay if your rhythm looks a little different. And I get that maybe you're not the one setting your schedule, but I'm pretty sure this still happens in a regular eight to five job. You're going to have times when you can work really, really hard. You get a big project done and then you need a little bit of pullback. That's just it's natural. And when we respect that, we're happier. Things go smoother. So just to recap, get to know yourself. Know what your in phase looks like. Know what your out phase looks like. Know what it looks like in your family members. And recognize the signs. Recognize the signs for you. If you've got kids, helping them learn to recognize the signs. Being respectful of your spouse's need to have an in and an out phase. Okay? And as you do that, You'll be happier and less likely to push yourself beyond what you are capable of. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Please help me out. Leave a review. Share this podcast with others. It's why I'm creating all this content is because I just feel so passionate and driven to help you 
with the things that have helped me in my own life. I hope that what I've shared with you today will help you feel a little more free to connect with the things that matter most in your life. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.